day, good afternoon. A lot of contemplation, and there's been a lot of thinking and the process of healing is pretty intense. And I would like to consider myself a healer as I try to help people and have always done so. And it hasn't been until I started receiving a bunch of things that I realized most of us are healers. And we're all always working together to kind of bring that idea You know, the idea of when you're genetically inclined and the idea of the items that you receive in your life and the things that just come into your life for a reason. Well, you know, I had been really struggling with things in my life had been a period of solemnity and contemplation and emotions and one of the things I realized about it was that the healthy approach to dealing with my pain and disillusion at marriage and the monotony of things and the things that we didn't always have that you wish you could because I always looked at it like I wanted everything and it one point I had everything until I didn't. And I think that the process of recognizing that for a very long time and sitting in it and trying to understand it, trying how to get over it and move on and deal with infidelity and deal with problems and deal with lack of communication you know, every day I struggle to try to figure out how to overcome that. And it wasn't until recently and that I committed myself to my own healing that I realized what was important. And, you know, you can be sitting on the edge of your life waiting for, you know, things to happen and you're looking and you're striving for answers and you're wondering how it all got to be this place. And then you start going through the process of what you think it's going to take in order to get you there. And it's 
not for the faint of heart by any means, went into this with, you know, a real sense of who the heck are you? And you know who I am? I'm a badass. I'm a badass. I can do anything I want. I can have anything I need. I'm everything I need. Me, 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 me. I am the one I need. Always done it without anybody else. Can do it this time. And it just so happens that, you know, someone opens up the curtain and shows you how things get made. And it's that peer behind that curtain on the stage that I was fascinated by. To be a player on that movie I could be a player in the play. I am part of it. And I get to dress up and be the part. And we get to all work at having our different roles. And the creepy dudes that are involved and the ones that are not really there to like help you but to like draw blood. You get to meet all the characters and all the actors. And it's fascinating. And there was always, you know, there's always a time for, you know, you're out in the sun you're out in the sun and then you're in the darkness and then you're up and down. And it's those times when you're feeling on cloud nine that you are, you're working it. Oh, hello. Yes. Hello. It was like, boom. I was out feeling good, walking around, drinking a lot of water. Oh, and this, this thing, this thing that I was feeling in my body was this connection to something. And you know, the experience of when you get what you get, when you get it, everything that's meant for you is always going to be meant for you. And so I was like, yeah, this is meant for me. But you know, that thing of knowing that something's meant for you. 
You can't eat. You can't sleep. You can't think. You're constantly going through. And you know, I admit, after my divorce, I didn't think I had done anything wrong. I thought I tried my best to save a marriage. But to me, a marriage can't exist without a level situation in all things. Like, you know, you get married with knowing that that all-encompassing love. Someone's got your back at all times. So then, you know, looking at a relationship that's not working anymore, you go and say, hey, self, I need this. I'm going to have this. Can I have this? Because the language that God speaks, he doesn't work in like, I want it, I need it, can I have it? It works in like, I know, I will, I am. And who do you think you are? Well, I know that I'm not some schmuck who grew up on a, you know, on a mudflat somewhere with no education. And I've learned and perceived everything around me from the minute I was breathing. Not always, you know, taking all the advice, obviously. I don't think any of us do. But pretty much, level head, truck driver mouth, good attitude, optimistic, fun-loving. And so it's when you find yourself in a place where you're asking, do I want to move forward with this situation for the rest of my life? Or do I want to seek some things that I think need to make me feel like a woman? You know, we're not really given too many options at procreation. And when they came for me, when that came for me, it was really really an opportunity to change something. change a path that I had worked at and struggled with my whole teenage life and most of my adult life too. I kind of just blocked it out. Like you block out certain things. And the people that 
involve themselves in your life. And so when the opportunity to procreate comes, you take it, right? After many miscarriages and realizing that a hormonal imbalance was the reason. You know, that has an effect overall. We go through testing. We go through all kinds of things that invade our body to determine, is there a deficiency within you? And in most cases, there is of some kind. Is it hormonal, structural, like you could have like a weird sized uterus? And so when you think of the miracle of life and the miracle of procreation, what it takes in order to have that life produced, it makes you wonder... how any of it gets established. Some people don't have children. Some people have 15, 20 kids. And why did I get Do I get to? Be in love and have that too. When you're in love, your whole body makes it known from your face to your skin to your hair, at least for me. And it's pretty apparent. And when you haven't felt like you've been loved or were in love or loved anybody, it's very easy to hop on the bandwagon of, I'm in love, I'm in love. And being in love is different than loving somebody. And I don't know, I think that this two can simultaneously exist together. I do think that, but it takes something other than just love to have both. And the example of the 10,000 monkeys is just like every other story. When you hear of a society taking up positive, good things for itself, it's like that. You know, a community deciding to plant a community garden to get dirt and nutrients from the ground into their bodies 
through health and through vegetables and trees and seeds and grains. And so when we look at things and we look at it from that perspective that, you know, we have all this ability to transform our food and our environment and our circumstances, it becomes something that you want to do every day. And when people start calling each other up and saying, hey, all of a sudden all my people are eating better. All of the people in my community, their kids, we're seeing less ADHD. We're seeing less disease. We're seeing less problems at home. And we're seeing less, uh, you know, outbursts and, and things like that. When you start planting things that are good and doing good things like washing your food and washing under your nose and around your eyes and under your fingernails, you start to realize the net benefit of that for everybody around you. And just like the 10,000 monkeys, we are like them because we're their ancestors. And we have a real opportunity to take this situation that we are in in benefiting a whole segment of people. The things we do in biology in science, in nature, math, physics, hairdressing, shoemaking, all the stuff that we do every day. Most people are working towards making you walk and feel better. And so when you approach every day like it is there to help other people, then you're doing really good stuff. And so there's no more ability to take a love that once meant something while you were going through crap and say that it doesn't have to be the reason for you to not move on to the next phase of life is a bunch of crock.
there aren't many things in this world that you can, I don't know, say that <laughs> I could count on one hand the number of times I actually gave a shit about anybody. To the point that I would do anything for them. And that would be the person you marry. But that didn't happen. And so you have to move on. You can't be stuck. You can't be stuck. And you can't you can't sit and wallow in your shit. You can't sit and cry over spilled milk. It is what it is. And you know what? You can't do much about it. You just have to move on. And you know what? Stop waiting around for any dude that doesn't want you. If he don't want you, you're going to know right off the bat. Someone in your community doesn't want to like hang out with you, you're going to know they're not going to call you. You're going to know if you don't get that job because they don't want you in that job. And that's okay. Not everybody has to like you. And you can accept the fact that you don't need anybody else's approval but your own and the dude upstairs. Society gets to pick. It does. It naturally just does. Natural selection happens. We all have stuff that we are trying to compensate for. Like, yeah, I got a belly. Do something about it. Actually, do something about it. Go to the farm. Pick up some farm stuff. Eat better. Do better. But don't sit in front of that mirror looking in there and saying that you're not worthy. Just because someone else doesn't have the sense that they're worthy enough to give you what you need. You know what I mean? Don't accept other people's crap. The good stuff that's out there. There's 8 million books out there. 
trying to tell you what the good way is. And if you can't see it, then you might not be able to see very well and you should go get your eyes checked. Because genetics plays a big role in how you feel about yourself, the biology of making you into who you are. So go think on that. Next time we'll have a meditation by the lake. Happy Father's Day. Did you ever get to that stage in your life where everything's looking at you from the barrel of a gun? And you're like, yeah. You know what? If you don't do this, within this amount of time, you're not going to make it. And as I pull up, thinking, they don't give a shit about you. They don't care about you. They don't want you. You know who they is? You. I just realized that as I'm pulling up to buy a pack of cigarettes. And a Subaru. Just like my sister's. Has a license plate chicken pop. That's what I call my son. Do I give so much little care for his life and mine and everybody else that cares about me by smoking? No. How much, how much messed up is that? Where something can suck you into it for so long Because you're really ingesting something that has glue and filters and isn't natural. It comes from paper that's saturated in chemicals. And you just have to have it over what? This life? This life that you so clearly enjoy and get to you utilize and benefit from. I don't know. A lot of people say you can't change the past. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. You can redirect it. You can go your own way.
you can fix things so that you don't wind up in the same place. And I think just hearing that right now and knowing that have that chance and I don't know I mean so many people have said to you it's all over pack it in you're a piece of dirt you have nothing you are nothing behind your back You know, if you eat some mushrooms, maybe that'll change the way things appear. It's time to go change your mindset. And re-establish good stuff in your body. Purge. Purge this crap out of your system. Get them out of your system. It's time to go away and get, go, get the fuck out of my life. This horrible, horrible thinking that you're not worthy. And that someone else doesn't think you are. Obviously they do. They just don't speak your language. These people can go out now. And who knows? Maybe none of this is even going to impact anybody or do anything good, but I think it will. Hurry up. It's time. Put it away. Get rid of it. Throw it out. Stop shooting up. Stop taking drugs. Stop treating your body like it's a fucking drive-in. There's only one thing you can do, and that's to listen. You think he's not everywhere? He is. And you know what? You only have one chance. 
at getting back to do this again. Or waiting. Waiting. Hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, there's a reason why I feel like you're an old soul, right? Did we do this before? I think we did. So go follow your own path. I don't mind being up in the sky. That's where. Where I'll be. We get one more shot. If you don't think you're worthy, no one else is gonna. And that's a fact, Jack. Be good. Go love yourself. Because God does. Hello. Good morning. My dad's come in this week. And he's... I haven't seen him in a few years, actually. And it makes me... I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to because we've really developed a good relationship over the past few years. And it has been um, kind of good. And it's the first time in our long history that things have been actually pretty good. And we have a lot in common on the spiritual plane. And it made me think about my experience over the past year. Because, you know, prison, prison changes you, changes your whole perspective. And I am fortunate. I never, I mean, I got a speeding ticket, I think, I don't know, three times in my life at my age. But prison, prison is really kind of a place where you kind of figure things out. And um, you can really see the correlation between where you're at, where you could possibly be going and what are the things that are holding you back from that? And being someone who's, you know, just always inherently known, like, don't do that stuff. 
I don't know. You don't do that stuff. You don't do that stuff. You don't do that stuff. And it's okay. It's okay that, you know, grown men are, you know, able to take someone's college fund. And I mean, yeah, the thing that puts a man in prison sometimes just isn't even, you know, you could, you know, murder somebody. And some of the great men who've gone on to be pillars of prosperity and wealth and wisdom went on to do great things after they were imprisoned. I mean, just look at Just look at um, anyone who's been taken away from society for any amount of time and isolated like we are now. Isolation is important. It makes you think, and it makes you realize, like, the correlation between, hey, maybe, I don't know, maybe this situation has had an effect on that situation in the view of what's right and wrong. I don't know, kind of makes sense to me. I don't know, I've never really given up on the idea of seeing another person's experiences in life and correlating it to my own. I've always had blinders on pretty much and you know kind of see like oh that person's done well that person hasn't yep they know like and with my life I've done pretty well pretty well and the times that I haven't I can see exactly what the cause of that was I mean watching specific movies back then and seeing the correlation between my life and theirs it's it's 
pretty interesting. And so imagine a surprise after, you know, being so concerned for another human being that you are worried they're going to hurt themselves. Because every time you see them, the, the, their face, their countenance, their body language is like, You know, they look miserable. Here you are driving, driving hours to see somebody and to help them and to pick them up. And you're giving everything you have to this person who, you know, finds themselves in a horrible, horrible situation. And everybody around you, when is thinking about suicide and mentioning suicide and bringing up suicide, that, you know, you know that the situation isn't going to work out. It doesn't make sense to you anymore at this point. It's not what you need. It's not what you want. Prison's not a great place to go. And nobody wants to be in prison. But you care about another human being that you just actually care about. Like, it's not like you're going to have a relationship with them and marry them and, like, introduce them to your you know, best friends and everything. But someone tells you they're gonna, you should be worried about them committing suicide. And natural tendency in your heart is to love people no matter what. And you are told that you should be worried that they're gonna kill themselves and tell them how much you love them so that, you know, maybe they don't die. And that, you know, the whole group the phone rings and it's like I know I haven't talked to you in eight months and life has been horribly difficult and terrible and I've been in prison oh
let me tell you all about it and let me explain it to you and here's my hand can I have more you want more prison or more prison More prison does not sound very good. Oh, okay. You want, you need some help. Okay. But you want more prison? Because this situation of asking a grown person for help while ignoring every other aspect of them as a human being. That's the help you want to give me? Because I'm done being treated like a tree stump and I'm sorry that you're in prison or that you were, but this thing, it's not approved. It's not approved by pretty much anybody. And now it's not approved by me. So, yes, I, just because of who I am and just because of how I am, I, I do love you, yes, but it's time to part ways, and today is the last day I will ever see you again, and, uh, yeah, and it's time. You need to go on to your other experiences in life and do them in a way that is going to benefit all of us, not just me, not just you, yourself, and the rest of the, the world, and go do good things, and it's time. I love you. Bye. It's been great, but not that great. <laughs> Let me go fishing now. I'm going to go. And I'm going to spend a few more weeks crying and being upset over this at what a goofball. I was. But, you know, when you're, you're thinking about things and you're looking at it and you're looking at how much of a good person you really are, you quickly realize what kind of person you're made of, what you're made of.
and when the time comes to make a decision as to who and what should be in your life for the reason why it's now to see that X up in the sky and have the wind turn it into a Y. It all became clear that day. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Loving somebody in the, in your heart is different than loving somebody in your mind and heart. And that decision that day, I decided to let him go because that was what needed to happen. But nobody knows that. Even though, you know, there's still quite a bit of work to do. we'll go on to creating something that happens for everybody down the road and your kids and your kids kids a full 365 one more turn around the sun brings a renewal it brings a renewal and how do we get to that renewal time commitment prison doesn't sound very good and there's a metaphorical one, and there's a literal one, and then there's a physical one. And depending on how much time you commit to your own health determines how long you're there. And it's can the contribution that you make to put yourself in that prison. Think about it. Why does it exist? It can be in your mind. And if that's the case, you need to break it now. Now. It's not easy. Well, making the effort 
she put the situation with prison put it aside put it away and then get rid of it Malcolm X and all of these men of color have found themselves there and it's a it is an injustice huh I mean there's a lot of white men in prison too and I think men love to look at that and say how they've been impacted um, but it really is a time to you know reflect on the fact that prison's prison and it sucks to be in prison so I think we need to reflect on that and think of that and when we're making decisions for ourselves have a good morning go think about this hello on my way to get some water and I would say that Experience in life never really truly prepares you for some things that you weren't really anticipating. And going on a journey that starts on the section of when you were a kid and how that comes full circle. My dad's here. I haven't seen him in a long time. We didn't always have the greatest relationship and it's a relationship I'm very grateful for now as an adult. And he's kind of guided me through the valleys but I'm experiencing in a real profound way a lot of anxiety and feel like I just got beaten over the head and and the heart and the mind and not really sure what to make of it all. When you go through a war, it does feel <clears throat> like you've been through all kinds of emotional things and trying to understand 
whole new way of thinking that you didn't anticipate thinking and knowing and understanding. And it's not a bad thing. Definitely isn't a bad thing. Um, it's good. And it is something that I never expected to know. When you're sitting on a stage and you are looking out and you're preparing to be on a stage and you are putting in the effort to look good and you're moving around and you've got all your outfits ready and you've got your makeup done and your nails done and you're just waiting to go onto a stage you get to see what goes on behind that stage and all the music and the lights and the costumes and the things that go into a production of a great story of a great movie and of a great play and you find yourself there auditioning for a part and that part was meant for you like that role was meant for you And there's some people there that, you know, they want to tell you how and what you should be and how you should act and what you should do in order to play your part in that role. And there's a director. And he's telling you what your lines are and what you're supposed to do. So after having an experience of a war and coming into a story that you know was always a part of your path, you just didn't know how. And it's like reading any book. When I was 14, I was given a set of books by an author who wrote about a clandestine love of synchronicity and things that kind of lined up perfectly with art, music, and poetry, and letters, and the stories between these two people were that they were telepathically speaking to one another, and they had the capacity to feel each other's emotions, and they could correspond through their art and visions and synchronistic pattern. 
And every time they tried to meet up, something would get in the way. And for years, they wrote letters to each other. And when we talk about how your thinking and your feelings have an energetic capacity, that was always a very strategic thing in all love stories is that you know me. You know me. You know who I am. You know what I am. And you're me. And I don't think there's anybody on the face of the planet would ever, at least any woman who would want, wouldn't want a relationship that you felt that connected to somebody else emotionally and intimately. I mean, we all want that. When we're standing within the structure of earth and we're standing with our feet on the ground and you can feel the hum of the earth being able to do that with another person is magical. It's like someone being in your mind and you can't get them out of your mind. Because are you and I mean when you look at the creation of the universe and who was genetically put in your path to procreate and raise a family with genetics plays a huge part in how we wind up where we wind up and I was not blind to that. It gets a little boring now to run the same things every day. And we do it. We just do it and we go about and we say, is this it. And when you, your genes are pulling you in a direction that makes you want to run out into a cloud of uncertainty because it's been so consistently the same the whole time. Looking back in the past has a way of telling you what your future might look like. And if you have the capacity to honor 
the ones who put good signposts up for you along the way, you don't really have too much to worry about. But it's when we, you know, look back at the things that shape us and the stories that we do, you know, to become someone who prefers the dark would never, ever have crossed, at least my mind, It's always been about love and happiness and joy and peace, but that's not always what we get. And can you imagine life constantly being one way? It can't exist that way. And so when you, I don't know, experience that time where you're like, no, I can't be with you anymore because you don't do this. You can't be like that. We've all done it. And when you're with somebody that says, oh, well, you just don't love me. That is narcissism. And those are the kinds of things that you got to just say, no. I'm not going to be around somebody that that doesn't think I care. If I am there, I care. If I'm there and I show up, I care. But at some point, you have to say, hey, I am missing something very important in this very important relationship. I am missing that next level of love that says, hey, do I care that you have some extra fat rolls around your sides? No, because I think you're so awesome that that does not matter to me. I mean, come on, let's be honest. If you wake up and you don't brush your teeth and you don't do your hair and you look like a slob every day, really, what are you putting into yourself? If you're not putting enough into yourself, then no. Uh Uh-uh. If you don't shower... groom yourself. I mean, even all animals groom themselves. And it's not the thing where you say, oh, well, you know what? You're not wearing the best clothes or you're not turning me on on an average day. Well, sometimes people just don't have that appeal and you can't ever convince them that they'll, they have that appeal to someone else. So what are you going to do? Like, spend the rest of your life trying to appeal to somebody? 
that is not a find you physically awesome. And I mean, look, let's look at this. Look how much stuff we have going on around us every day. We have any kind of skin show we want available to us at any given moment in time. We have no reason to be without, to be without some form of physical pleasure anymore. We just don't have that. We don't have to wait for it. We can just get it from any place we want to now. Any place you want. Shit, you can pull off the side of the road for it. Any amount of skin you want is available. You can get anybody to do anything you want. Anybody. You know, sex is not something you even have to worry about paying for. And sex work is fine. Sex work is fine. There's a need. Men physically have to have sex in order to feel as though they are being man. And, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, I need to be physically, our bodies were made for this. Animals do it everywhere they can. And so when you're physically denied by somebody and you equate that with love, I can see how most people would feel that they're not loved. And you know what? The real situation now, when it comes down to it, is that you don't love. You're not taking care of yourself and you don't feel good about who you are. And I know that's not easy to do all the time when you're running around and making sure that the lawn's mowed and the groceries are purchased and the dinner's cooked and you're getting haircuts and you're taking care of kids and you're taking care of school and you're taking care of a job. You know, I know we all don't look like Kim Kardashian at the end of the day. So in reality, I mean, you can't be loved for that reason. If you're not dressing up and putting the stilettos on every night. But, I mean, I don't know. Is it that we want the excitement? You know, it's fun. It's fun to go on that ride and then go 80 miles an hour down the road, 100 miles an hour down the road and zipping through back like Jason Bourne. But at the end of the day, that doesn't pay the bills. It just doesn't.
So when you're looking out at the field of what you have to choose from, it's usually a good bet to go with the one that's taking care of themselves and their house and their bills and their commitments to other people and writing thank you notes and have respect for their common friends and show up to birthday parties when they're at, invited. In what periods of time generally are the situations when you don't show up? When you're not feeling good about yourself. What's our role in that? Who's lifting you up today? Who's lifting you up? I know I have great friends who lift me up every time I see them who are like, girl, you're awesome. So lucky to have you as a friend. That's what we need when we're looking at relationships and looking at the way we treat each other within our family structures. All we need to do is tell the people that we really care about how important they are to us. And I'm not talking like once a year. Like gratitude has a huge impact in our capacity for making additional things happen in our life. Gratitude is an amazing, amazing structure that has an, like, I don't know, an infinite capacity for bringing more good stuff. Try it. When you're grateful for the life that you have, more things come into your life to be grateful for. Don't they? It's absolutely true. And I'll keep saying it. The things that you want are seeking you. The things that you seek are seeking you. And they always find a way to you. They really do. And I would say that the more time you spend being grateful and being truly, truly happy for what you have in front of you today, that's when things start to truly improve in your life. 
And although this started out in the past few months as a dramatic, traumatic experience, you know what? I'm grateful because I've had a lot of friends sit there and kind of hold my hair back as I hung over the toilet of like releasing and purging all this crap out of my body and soul. And the ones that did, I hope that I get to see you in this next life, in the next life, in the next life, in the next life, because you're my people. The people who are there for you that you are grateful for, they always come back. They always find their way to you. And it's the truth. And it's not, that's not a copyrighted thought. That's a thought that is accurate. It happens and it's true. And when you are grateful, more things to be grateful for happen every single day. So get your gratitude on. And be thankful for the meals you get, the money in your pocket, if you have some, the friendships in your life of the people who call on you, and the ones who love you. And just be grateful for that. And try that. Instead of getting down and worried and frustrated and sad As you go into that, think to yourself, how is this going to be positively affecting my life by thinking this way? And go from there. Hey, life can be challenging, but it doesn't have to last that long when it is. So have a good night. Maybe I'll show you my lake and where I get to live. And you can see the beauty of nature and how it works in concert with each other. So that it continues to be a place that can garner gratitude. Be good. Bye.
have to admit, there's been, I wouldn't necessarily call it apathy. I guess it's been more of a sense of looking around at your own self and saying whether or not you care enough to do something about the situation you're in. someone else can benefit from 
that to me is amazing. I don't know a lot of women who go through life making huge mistake after mistake after mistake. You eventually learn that your attitude and your capacity for making the day good is kind of all in your hands, right? Like, yeah, bad stuff happens. We take for granted certain little things like fresh air, clean water. But most people just walk through life knowing everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. And those are the people that I like to surround myself with. Level of positivity. People who are working hard to make sure that the day goes well. Those are the coolest people. And when you can find those people in your life, wow, you can really be lucky. And I've just had the best luck with, I don't know, coming upon the right people. People that make a difference. People that make a real difference in wanting to really contribute. And making sure that everybody else gets a little piece of that pie. amazing when you look around at the amount of people especially women who have so many different types of personalities and contributions and what they give with entertainment and writing and different jobs that we do to support a community and a family. When you look at it in those terms, it really is unbelievable what we have here on this earth.
universe. They're always complaining. And they're always finding a reason to be miserable. And nasty. And hateful. Those people are the ones that will always never be happy. No matter what. wind up complaining 
and that nobody was stopping and that it wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to do well. And I do try to fight that attitude in him all the time. And maybe I should learn how to stop. I don't know. But he didn't have a good attitude about it. And I continue telling him all the time, buddy, go into this with knowing that you're going to do it and that people are going to want this stuff and that you're going to make some bucks. And it makes you realize at one point that your kid's attitude most likely has to do with the fact that maybe you are not portraying that energy the way you're hoping that it would work out for him. And so we packed it in and, you know, we had another powwow about having a positive attitude. And it'll get through, I'm sure, at some point when he realizes that, hey, when I shift my attitude, things are going to change for the better. And so we'll have another one and we'll work at certain things like better signage and better placement of that signage. We keep trying and we'll keep moving and we'll keep trying to help our children see that their attitude in life makes a difference. So with that being said, we're off to a place to hopefully make a difference. Enjoy our morning with good people who are hoping to do positive things. I hope you have a great day and I hope you enjoy your day and it's full of awesomeness. Keep drinking your water. A lot of water. It's good for your body. There's a reason. H2O. Adios.